You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Adam Matis. Adam, basketball is back. There was actual basketball last night, or this morning, whatever, 2.30 in the morning, my time. Did you watch? You're the only person in America that watched. But I am excited to hear from you how it went. <laughs> <laughs> you watched so that we wouldn't have to. Hey, you know what? If there's if there's anything that I have developed a reputation for, it's for being prepared for these kinds of things. So I'm glad I'm I'm living up to that. <laughs> what a road reversal! <laughs> uh, it was fun though. It was fun to see basketball back. I have a little. I have a few concerns and some notes and stuff for the team and for the game and just this whole mm-hmm. tournament in general. Uh, that's where we're going to start the show, and then. You know, we we looked back across the feed this week and we saw that the Devin Booker clip went untouched. Um, and you and I, which I, I both- find interesting, by the way, there's this air, this there, there's this thing about it where people, I think, a lot of analysts are like, "Oh, that's I'm too good to I'm talk about this, this thing. Yeah. I'm above it or whatever." And I yeah. find that kind of funny. Like, there's certainly dumb takes to be had. Maybe we have those dumb takes. I can't but wait. This idea that it's like not kind of topical in the you know middle of August. Come on, yeah, it's definitely topical. I can't wait to talk about it. I like. I, I always I always laugh when I get the response of like. Oh, it must be August. Yes, you're right. It is August. I enjoy talking about this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Look at your calendar. It is indeed August. So we're going to talk about Devin Booker, (laughs) and then we're going to use that as a platform or a springboard to launch into our conversation about the worst aspects of pickup basketball, the stuff that we – everybody who has ever played uh, and and – you know, shouts to everybody who was in my mentions the last week or so telling me I've never played pickup basketball. That's been fun. But – for everybody you, who's you, done, you have played then, just to confirm, I I I, I dabbled, I played, <laughs> <laughs> dabbled in a little pickup. <laughs> I dabbled. I was I I did I got my Clemson football coach in, um, but no, we everybody who's ever played before, <laughs> everybody who's ever played before has run into these things that we're going to list as like either unwritten rules of basketball you you don't want to break. People who break them, the worst people that you run into in those in those pickup runs. Uh, so that's what we're going to have a little bit of fun with at the end of the show because it's August. Yes, because it's August. Uh, let's uh, let's dive right back into the Team USA beating Team Australia one hundred two to eighty six. The Millennials top the Boomers. Um, my first thought on this was. That's a good one. It went. It would slid under the radar there, but that was a good one. <laughs> but my first thought on this was that the seating for this thing was really weird, and there was it was actually a big complaint. I, I looking back through the you know the people who attended the game, the way they had this the arena set up, they had the the floor elevated above everybody. Right? It was it was at eye level if you were sitting in a chair, and mm. then you know it was in a bigger arena. And they had like fifty yeah. five thousand people there, but they had a bunch of floor seats that sold for a bunch of money, but you didn't have a great view because it's not you're below the court. Yeah, it's not I bold. Vanderbilt, I think, is this way. The University of Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. where yeah, you, like so the benches even have to step up to get onto yeah. the court to get on, and it's really really weird. Um, you know what though? I kind of like this about no, Fila. It looked cool. It, it looked it, awesome. It is, no, I think it's actually stupid, but I, I like it about it in the same way that like baseball arenas have different, you know, they're shaped yeah. different and have different lengths. And it's just ridiculous. It never made sense to me that you could play a sport where like the court changes it's or not field. standardized. 
Yeah. But I do like it for international play because the thing I like, like the more romanticized version of FIBA basketball, which I think is actually – there's just so many things wrong with it. But the, the romanticized idea of it is you get all these different cultural interpretations of the game of basketball and you mix them all together. Almost like the original idea of MMA fighting where it's let's see which style of fighting yeah. is the best or whatever. It's like let's see which style of basketball is the best. And that could even extend to the court. So some of these – I've been watching some of the Serbian games. And they create like a fence around the court <laughs> that I th- it looks really weird. It just looks out of place. So I'm with it. I am with different countries being able to have different types of courts. And it's like, yeah, it's our home court. It's it's weird. I think you would have been less with it, though, if you had paid $300 a ticket to sit like directly behind somebody and stare into the back of the head for the yeah. entirety of the game. <laughs> I think you'd have been less with the idea. Uh, and that was like the major complaint. So I, I thought I found that interesting in terms of the actual basketball. Boy, Donovan Mitchell is not bashful. He uh, <laughs> he, he likes he likes to, he likes to uh, get those shots up. Um, but like my big takeaway from this was actually that this feels like the worst case scenario for this tournament and for American basketball that we're still we're going to send like our F team out there and they still might win so handily that we walk away even more bored with the idea of it because like we would tune in for greatness, right? Mm-hmm. We would tune in if it was LeBron and if it was you know our our absolute best players that we could send over there Anthony Davis go on down the line for for all of the best players that we could send over there and they went out and just wiped the floor floor with everybody like we tuned in for the dream team we tuned in for the redeem team and yeah. and we're cool with that greatness but if it's like our mediocre team and they are still winning fairly handily i think both their wins so far have come at it with double digit spreads and you walk away from it like, oh, okay, all right. Like we we don't get the greatness and we don't get the competition. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of too bad. There's definitely a point to be made there because I was watching the old Dream Team documentary that was on NBA TV last night at like midnight. And as I'm working, I have it in the background. And I hear somebody talking about we all thought the Dream Team would play one game, everyone would watch, and then nobody would tune in again. And I'm thinking, like, it's crazy to think that in 1992, (laughs) they still didn't quite understand the power of star power and how that's as central to competition with the NBA. But as you mentioned, there aren't stars on this team. And this is not necessarily, or, you know, to that caliber, the Kevin Durant, LeBron James, whatever. But, you know, this reminds me a lot of actually the last two uh, FIBA World Cup teams. In 2014, Mason Plumley was on the team. I think Kenneth Fareed as well. In 2010, if you recall, that was called the B team. And mm-hmm. Kevin Durant was on it. I think Derrick Rose as well. But And those guys were really, really young. And it was sort of the next wave of stars, but the big names didn't show up. And I think that might just be the FIBA circuit. One way this can be cool if players are going to be invested in the Olympics the way I think they are year after year because there's just so much more marketing money to be made during the Olympics than versus this World Cup. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that becomes the one with prestige and the big names. And maybe this FIBA World Cup every you know every other sort of off cycle of the Olympics is more of the next generation. And we get that a little bit. I mean, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, those guys are guys that in four years time we might be talking about, oh, wow, those guys are awesome. They actually were great. They just were really young. Yeah, I Maybe. think I think Team USA either has to be great or they have to lose. And I don't think like what they can't have is them to be not great 
and still win bo- in a boring manner. And I think that's where this is heading. But it could, what I'm saying is it could work. And this is the worst sort of version of the, of even this idea that we can get, but it could work if it's just the young stars, the, the world cup is more of the next Olympics, not, yeah. you know, not this one that's next year, but the one after that, that's next Olympic team. And we don't quite have that this time, but guys like Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, we might be looking back in three years and saying, Oh yeah, those guys were actually really awesome. They just were so young. Maybe I I don't see like a, you you mentioned Kevin Durant was on that team that you talked about last time, yeah. And we knew that he was like we knew he was heading towards absolute super duper stardom. I don't see anybody like that on this team right now. I yeah, I definitely don't. But you could have imagined a Zion Williamson being on this team. I mean, yeah. the years kind of just if, if he was in the league already for one year, maybe that would have worked. Mm-hmm. So. I do think it could work out in the future that they just try to plan for the FIBA World Cup being the young superstars. Yeah, yeah and just do like the, you know, we're next, right? Yes, like that could the be the slogan, yep. slogan of, the, of this team could be just like, we're next, we got next. Yeah, with four or five vets sprinkled in that are basically role players. Speaking of we got next, we're going to talk about pickup games next. We're going, we're going to we're going to we talk gotta, about we got to analyze the Devin Booker situation because it's fascinating to me. It is. All right, so let's take a quick second and come back to that. All right, you feel a lot more strongly about this than just about any other topic you and I have ever talked about. Oh my God, come on. That's definitely not true. It's up there. No, no, no. I feel more strongly about this than I do most topics at August 23rd or whatever (laughs) it is. That's where the enthusiasm is. I have rarely seen you as fired up as I have heard you talk about this stuff. When, like, either in in our group DMs and stuff like that, like, you were fired up about this. You really didn't like how Devin Booker came off in this clip. Yeah, and, and it's funny because there's been a lot of players that have sort of come to his defense and have said, no, that he's right, and pick up, you don't double team. And let me just caveat by saying this. So here's the, to set the story, Devin Booker's playing pickup basketball with a bunch of other NBA players. Yes. I think it was all NBA which players. Which is important to point yeah, out. Which is an important point here. And Joe Kim Noah is going against him, and he's calling for a double team, and they double him in the corner, and Devin Booker dribbles off his foot and then says, hey, guys, we're not going to double. I get that all season. <laughs> I want to work on my game, which I find, first of all, just inherently, that is that statement like doesn't make sense from him. Yeah. I get this all the time, ergo, I want to work on my game. That does not include the situation that I get all the time. Like, hold on a second, <laughs> what? Okay, so there's first of all, there's that. But then there's this idea. So first of all, yeah, the idea of like you're playing with a bunch of NBA players. When else are you going to get these reps to do things that are actually you know game ready, including getting doubled, whatever? But then he did a follow up saying that's just not how I wanted to spend my Tuesday. I would have more, you know, like almost like it's more fun to go one on one and pick up, which maybe that's true. But here's what's real fascinating about it to me, Anthony. Where do we start making lines about what is real basketball or not real basketball in a pickup setting? Because to me, like I want to work on my game or that that's changing the way or the style or the enjoyment. Why is that, you know? Why is that something that that you'd want to alter and make like, oh, no, pickup is different from real basketball in this this specific way? Why not just play, try to win, try to score, whatever, within the rules of basketball, and that's how pickup should go? Doesn't exactly shock me that a Phoenix Sun has this idea, that, that, that like, has this line of rules for... But him in for, particular, I think, because he is a lightning rod for this sort of criticism yeah. of... Maybe he doesn't value the most important parts of basketball. Yeah, no, which absolutely. I think is an unfair narrative, but it doesn't help him with this thing. <laughs> well, narratives exist because, like, they they come from somewhere. These things don't pop up from nowhere, right? 
So like this, usually, usually, this narrative yeah. in particular, like, oh yeah, I can't, I, I've seen a lot of the, the questioning of, of Devin, the questioning of the questioning of Devin Booker's, uh, desire to win or will to win and stuff like that right. as a result of this video. And like, my thing is, we just saw it there. Now I have a couple questions about the situation here that I think are really important about this particular play. How early did this take place in the game? Right. Because if it's like game point and Devin Booker is complaining about a about a double team, get out of here, right? But if it's right. like if if it if the score of the game there was like two to three and you're playing a fifteen, then okay, then it makes a start a, it makes a little bit more sense there. My guess though is that like they are NBA players, and if these if these rules do exist, I didn't like if you looked around at the at the response to that situation. More people were taken aback by Devin Booker's response than they were to the situation of the double place in the first place. Right, right. And that was interesting to me because even Joe Kim Noah was looking at him like, wait, what? Yeah. And if anybody's going to understand the rules or the unwritten rules that, that come with playing pickup basketball among NBA players, wouldn't you say Devin or Joe Kim Noah would know, understand that situation a little bit better than Devin Booker would? Yeah. There is this thing where like if you're playing pickup and there's a scrub on the court, and you just are double teaming either that guy or you're double teaming yeah. off of him or whatever. It's like, okay, this is tough. I'm playing with, you know, Grandpa Billy over here. Right. And of course you can double off him or whatever. But when you're playing a competitive for not going game. With, like Grandpa Fred or something like that. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> but when you're playing an actual competitive game with other competent basketball players, you should be able to beat a double yeah. team fairly easily. You should be. That is something. And it's actually a part of basketball that is important. And by the way, if you're making up rules about, hey, it's less fun if you do that, even if it helps you win, what are we talking about here? Can I say, hey, man, you're rebounding a little hard from the, the center position. Uh, it's not that fun for us guards. Right. Let's uh, let's stop rebounding. Like, no, you try to play, you play pickup, you go hard, you try to win, you feel those competitive juices. And if you want to, oh, it's not as much fun when you play this hard, get out of here, man. You lost me with it. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And then here's the other thing that I think is maybe at the core of all of this. I don't think it's crazy to th to think that we all like different parts of the game. Some guys just love shooting. Some guys love dish, you know, driving and dishing or playing whatever. There's a lot guys that like lots of different things. I wonder if not liking passing out of a double team to this degree <laughs> really affects the type of player yeah. you develop into. Yeah. I, I'm not even joking on this. I think there actually is something too. No, I just love posting up. So you post. You're you're a guy that always posts ups or always shoots fallaways or whatever. And you kind of funnel yourself into this this skill set. Well, the other thing that's worth pointing out here is that, like, you would double somebody like this. Like, because Devin Booker is a hugely talented player, right? Like, that's, no, that's it's insane. beyond question. So you would double a player like that if you know how they're going to respond. Because, like, this isn't something. <laughs> Quit the pickup game. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if Checkmate. You... <laughs> like, you know, really think about it, though. Like, because. Would you throw a, a hard double like this at somebody like LeBron James? He's going to pick you apart. Oh, of course, yeah. Right, That's like he, the point. Would That's you? A great would you? Point. Would you send that double? Even like I think yeah. Ben Simmons was playing in that game, right? Would you send yeah. a hard double with Ben Simmons? He would pick that double right. apart. So this is this is a group of guys who have yeah. played very little basketball together. I would imagine who all saw Devin Booker out there, knew how he was going to respond to this, sent that double, and he responded exactly how they thought he was going to respond. And that, to me, that's <laughs> yeah. that's where I say, like, yeah, you can, I Great think, point. extend – you can extend some of what you saw in that clip to how you feel about Devin Booker, NBA player. And that, yeah. that's where that's – because where, you already see NBA players doing that in that moment. I think that was – 
I got you know, and I've not to toot my own horn, but I've played some some good basketball in my day. A collegiate basketball player, I've played in pro ams and different things like that. I think with pickup, I think because I'm surprised at how many just fans chimed in to say, "Yeah, that's BS." I don't think if if you've played in a competitive game where everybody on the court is competent, like all ten guys are competent, I just don't see how you can have that take. Like I said. More often than not, if you go to your YMCA, your local gym or, or park or whatever, there's going to be two or three scrubs. And so I get it. And I think that's what a lot of people are saying. But this game was not that. This was a professional game. And you're absolutely right. Joe Kim Noah knew he <laughs> wants to go one-on-one and shoot step-back jumpers. And we send a double. He has no idea what to do. And it's almost disrespectful. And this is why I like Joe Kim Noah, like, giving it back to him of, like, no, dude, if make the easy play. And so many people yeah. said, how hard is it to pass out of a double team? Should be easy. But <laughs> – he dribbled off his foot and he clearly was frustrated by the idea of it. So couldn't have been that easy for him. I agree. All right. We're going to take a quick second. I'm talking so much trash. If you complain about me double teaming you in a game, I'm running you right off the court and I'm letting you hear about it the whole time. Oh yeah. I'm leaving a guy wide open for you to pass to because I know you can't do it. I would have doubled him off the ball the very next play. (laughs) I would have run over there. I would have left my guy. And I was saying, watch him on the backside. I'm double teaming Devin Booker right now because this this dude's too soft to handle it. He threw an actual tantrum. Are you allowed to double like in the post? Like, what if there's a switch and a mismatch? Are you allowed to help? Yeah. Like, can you send help early? Can, can you hedge a screen? Defense? Like, where is this line? Like, if I hedge a screen, it's like, hey man, you're you're, you're doubling. No, I'm just hedging here. <laughs> like, what, what what are the rules here that that Devin Booker wants for this pickup game? I, it's crazy to me. Yo, man, stop playing defense. Is a hell of an offseason <laughs> <Yeah>. take. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick second here. When we come back, I want to talk about. I want to extend this and prove that we have actually played basketball because everybody who has played basketball has run into the either the type of situation, the type of person that we're going to outline in the very next segment. So hang tight. All right. I think we can all agree that the worst pickup player to play with is guy who thinks way too highly or, or girl person who thinks way too highly of themselves and believes that the next shot is going in even while everybody in the gym knows that next shot is not going in. And that guy sh- screams Kobe every time he shoots it too. <laughs> Kobe! Yeah. He probably yeah. is wearing some kind of Kobe or Mamba paraphernalia. I, I once played at a gym with a guy named Daryl Heath, and the only reason I know that name is because every time he would Heath shoot, checked. he would say Daryl Heath. Oh, <laughs> it was like the world's greatest <laughs> marketing. Just, not just he would just say his name, and he's Daryl Heath. Uh, I've only <laughs> met the guy like five times, but uh, every time he did that, so I remember his name. It reminds me of that Seinfeld guy, the guy, the guy who called himself Jimmy, and he was like, <laughs> like called himself the oh Jimmy, Jimmy can jump, Jimmy can dunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like sprains his ankle. You heard Jimmy. It's great. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, what's your what's your least favorite or, or what's the first thing on your list here of least favorite either un, unwritten rules that get broken or person that you run into? Yeah. Well, so the worst person, I kind of have them in two different categories and I'll give you the first two for worst guy because they're they're kind of uh, connected. But mm-hmm. the no shirt guy. You, you know, like if you're a skinny, you know, fit, whatever guy, you go no shirt, whatever. But you're like the fat guy, and it's like, oh, it's hot out here. Yeah, taking the shirt, like, no, man, <laughs> you got to earn that by being like in somewhat shape. Along came that, Polly kind of stuff. Exactly, where it's like, come on, man, like who's gonna guard you now? Right. Um, and then there's the, along those same lines, the no deodorant guy, like the guy that just forgot breath. the deodorant is out there, bad breath, just. You know, it's a gentleman's game. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's be groomed and I, bathe. I, this actually happened. 
Um, I don't have a filter on myself, especially in that kind of a setting. And this dude was playing and I was guarding him and he had just finished eating in and out. You just knew he just finished eating in and out. <laughs> and he got his burger and his fries animal style with extra onions. You just knew Ugh. it. And I, I stopped. The, I, I, we were playing and I pulled a Devin Booker. I was like, this isn't fun. <laughs> this, is, this, <laughs> this isn't fun, man. Like get, get some gum. Get like I don't, I don't care what you have to do. Go drink some – I like swish it around. Get some water. Like this is not good. What, what the hell did you uh, just eat? Did you eat yeah. a dead person who just finished eating in and out yeah. um that that guy, is bad guy. yeah i i can't stand the the person who as soon as they lose immediately start asking all right who's got next <laughs> right away right like because all right so generally speaking if there's 15 people in the gym next is covered yeah yeah you're good right yeah, yeah. and you can generally count there are 15 people in this gym at least 15 people in this gym whatever the person who loses sees that they're in a crowded gym and then immediately goes and starts asking, all right, who's got next? Where can I can I squeeze in next? Can I do it? Because the other thing too is if that player is good, who's ever coming in next usually opens a spot for them, and that guy just never comes off the court. Yeah, and that yeah. that to me is annoying. Just you, yeah. you took take your L, sit out a couple I'm, games. I'm old enough out. now where if there's more than 15 guys in the gym, I usually just don't sh- don't go or don't <laughs> stay. It's like man, if I if, if I gotta wait more than I don't know 10 minutes to get on the court, I'm done, man. My time's precious. I'm old. I've heard you're old enough know. to you're, you're old enough to not take jumpers occasionally. Free yes, frequently, man. Are you kidding? It's not that, it's it's not that I won't shoot. It's that I won't jump to shoot. It hurts. It's, it's pain. Like, it's like that. Little knees of, have been through a lot. That clip of Hassan Whiteside where he goes, <laughs> y'all, I know I got a jumper. And he shoots a set, oh god, shoots a set shot. Amazing. Yeah, it looks disgusting. <laughs> goes in somehow. And then he looks at the camera like, yeah, <laughs> y'all already knew. Um, it probably took like thirty takes. Um, all right, so I, the next guy I have is the stack the squad guy. Me too. I, That's it, on my list. It's yeah. always when you walk in with like, there's like all five foot eight guys in the gym, and then like three six foot five guys, and mm-hmm. guy one guy walks in like, okay, it's me, it, it's Shaq over here, it's Matumbo, and like, like, come on, man, <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah, because it's not like you could take advantage of spacing against that team. So the, the pickup game at summer league every year with the media members is famously awful. Yes. Um, it's really, really bad. Media guys are generally really, really bad. There's one guy, and I'm not going to call him out, but there's one prominent media member who always shows up with like three scouts and an ex NBA player, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, us five got next." It's like, dude, you you, you sure you're going to need uh, you know, you're going to need Marcus Camby over here right. to go up against the uh, Mavs Moneyball blogger? Come on. <laughs> Uh, so stack the squad guy. That that guy's annoying. You don't want to. You know you can have your squad. You could be good, but if you're if you're winning eleven to two every game after game after game, you might want to try to. The worst part about that guy, because I know exactly who you're talking about, and I too will not air out his name, but he is awful at basketball. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Like to the well, point where when when the last time I played with him, he shot. Four times, and each air ball got like considerably worse <laughs> each time he shot it. So this person would not be on the court if not for the four NBA former NBA players or, or whatever that they brought to the to the game with them. I agree, that person is bad. Um, the 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 rules lawyer out there is not great. Do you get somebody calling like defensive three seconds and stuff. Yeah, and stuff well, in the game? or or so. Like this person always existed in the games that I was playing in where I would get fouled and instead of calling out like verbatim foul, I would say like and one. 
right? Because like I would be shooting a layup or something like that. I'd say like, All right, but if you one. missed, yeah, and then if I missed, he'd be like, you didn't call foul. You called and one. And I'm like, yeah, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> my guy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I meant? Like, do you, did you think I wanted like another like a sub to come in, like tap in? Like, what, what are you talking about? What are you doing here? But yeah, it wasn't like the, a foul; it was a violation. The, the, the oh god, you what? <laughs> <laughs> the travel like that that because that's the guy who's going to say like, oh, you carried, you traveled three in the key. Def- I've had somebody yeah. try to call defensive three in the key, which yeah. like there's no way you were paying attention long enough to know that. And if you were, like, there's a game. You're a part of the game. So that, yeah. guy's, a, that guy's the worst. This, this next one is me, and so I am the worst. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> screw up the score guy. Oh, no. And, and not even, like, I'm not the guy that argues it, but I'm the guy like, okay, what, what score? It's 4-3. Okay, hit a bucket. What's the score? Dude, we just to- – it's 5-3 now. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. I just never say anything. I never Eddie, keep track. I, I'm, I'm not good at math as it is, and then you <laughs> – you, you combine that with, with lack of oxygen, <laughs> and it doesn't end well. It doesn't end well. So I just I just oh. shut up there. I just you know. So yeah. all right, what's the math? Uh, you you guys aren't keeping track of it. You guys got yeah. that? Um, foot on the line guy. Oh, where like every shot is like who's on the line? Oh, or he always line. shoots him on the line. No, well, no, like that was Derek Fisher, but. Um, <laughs> no, but the guy who like every time somebody shoots it, it's like, oh, he's got, he's got a foot there. He's got it. And it's, and it's only when the ball goes in. Cause it's one thing to use that as like a mind trick, right? Oh, Where, yeah. like, you, Which you, is lame also, man. Come on. Also now. lame. Also lame. Yeah. But at least that's an advantage, right? But when the ball goes through the basket and the person's shooting, a, do you go by ones and twos or twos and threes? Well, this was a, one of mine, so I'll save it. Okay. Well, so I would always play the ones and twos way and, <sighs> and. Somebody like somebody would shoot and he's like, oh, that's one. That's one. And and it's only when the ball goes through the basket. And that's where I yeah. say there's no way you're paying attention to these things. Yeah. Go ahead. Call it out right away. Um, so my next one is go, going by ones and twos guy. <laughs> so, you, <laughs> so you are the worst. <laughs> we, were, we were bound to get to a point where I was the worst at some point in this list. A three-pointer being worth twice as much. It just is ridiculous, and it it really takes away as much as like already in basketball, three being worth more than two makes it worth you know more important for you to shoot yeah. more threes. If they're twice as much, there's no point in going inside the three point line if you're playing ones and twos. You could probably <laughs> win by just shooting threes, and it's actually probably what you should do, even if you don't have three point shooters. A game to know. eleven, you only have to make like five. Are they get a layup some random place? That's it's a fine. lot of math, dude. Two and three, <laughs> like that's you just you're talking oh, about some off, crazy, crazy. It's addition. weird to me again. It's weird to me that we changed the rules of basketball for pickup. It's just it's it never has made sense to me. Well, no, I think it makes some sense because like you don't have referees out there, so like you know laxing up on and travels and and. And just simplifying oh, sure. the yeah, game. Yeah, like, that, like that charges. Kind of, like, yeah, yeah it's, like all, it's hard enough for oh an official. God. Have yeah. you ever had somebody take a charge on you during a game? No, not in a pickup game. I, that was one of the angriest I've ever gotten. Because, <laughs> like, it was one of those It was one of those where you you get by your, your the guy who was guarding me. I got by my guy, and I was already up in the air. And this dude, like, slid under me to take a charge. That's yeah. like, hugely dangerous. But and not to mention it's so hard to make that call appropriately when you're a non-biased person watching from a vantage point as a referee. But to call that from a biased standpoint, right? You know, like, come on, man. That's that's why it's an unwritten rule that there's just no charges. 
in, in, in pickup. Yeah, and, and and look, I'm not trying to go out there. Like, yes, I'm I'm competitive, and when I play basketball, like I do, deeply care about winning. Yeah. But I care a lot more about not getting hurt. Yeah. A lot yeah. more. And so like all of the unwritten rules that I'm okay with have something to do with making the game a little safer. I'm fine with that. Well, like, speaking like of no chase unsafe down rules and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Speaking of unsafe, another unwritten rule is you don't keep fouling on game point. I think oh. this is another annoying guy. Like, okay, we're yeah. down. It's game point, like six fouls in a row because it's to stop the, <laughs> the open yeah. score. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Um, so that's an unwritten rule. If you become that guy, you're you're a bad pickup guy. You think, can, you know, if you get the foul and it's like, you know, you closed out a little hard or whatever, it's a natural foul, I get it. But if you get four, five, six in a row just trying to stop game point, you lost. How do you feel about the guy who calls fouls that they commit? Well, it's just the in, it, uh, what do you mean? Call, that they commit? So they say, foul on me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, you know, somebody, you you're guarding. I call, foul, I call my fouls. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm fine with it. But a lot of, there are a lot of people out there who like will yell at you. I've played in games where like I've called a foul and I'm like, no, let that guy call it. Oh yeah. I mean, again, I think this has more to do with like it, at what level of competition you're playing. Cause I do think that a lot of these disputes with foul calls often comes down to just like what level you're familiar with playing. Uh, yeah. The higher up you go, the more physical a game is and mm-hmm. the less you kind of expect these ticky tack fouls. You should, I, I mean, I had an unwritten rule in here that just goes calling fouls is kind of weak and it's not because yeah. you could take advantage of that, but it's just because a foul should be, if, if a, does if, it impact the play? It's 130% of a foul is what you call a pickup. It's mm-hmm. a it's a certain foul. Not not like a oh man, we both kind of collided here and I don't know what's what. No. Yeah. You got you got to be certain like dude, that was that affected the play in a meaningful way and it was so obvious. That that to me that's how I call fouls. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Any 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 of them that we uh, left off here. Um I mean you talked about shoot every guy. I think playing a non-appropriate gear guy is always bad. Ooh. So sometimes somebody shows up in vans and you're like, "Come on, man, what are you <laughs> or right. jeans?" Oh. It's like, dude, come on. I'm not playing a dude in jeans. Get get off the court. Jeans can actually be like unsafe because they have I'm those sure. – you have those belt loops there. And if I go in and oh, I reach – Oh, my god. Yeah. If I yeah. go in and I reach and, and my finger gets caught in that belt loop, yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not cool with that. Uh, I I think we got it all covered though. I think we got it all covered. And, and the point of all this was to say that Devin Booker was super weak. Because at <laughs> no point weak. in any of the conversation that we just had there did we say double teaming is, is uh, an unwritten rule. Yeah. At no point there. And yes, you played college basketball. I was asked to walk on at Cal State Fort. Like, we were asked, we, we did play basketball. So the person who keeps on like levying against us that, oh, a bunch of nerds who have never played the game before don't get it. And I don't know, I, I get it. We've played, and these are all lame-ass rules. And Devin Booker came off extremely lame in that clip. Extremely lame. I'm, I'm cool. I'm here to say it. Devin, be better. <laughs> Lakers, sign Joachim Noah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it for this episode and this week's episodes of the Lockdown NBA podcast thank you guys very much for tuning in we'll be back at it again to talk about I believe yeah the, the Team USA plays again on Saturday so we're going to be really getting into the nitty gritty of this tournament maybe Adam will come prepared to a show maybe <laughs> <laughs> have a great weekend everybody <laughs> <laughs>